With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I guess. I'm going to lay down here and close my eyes. Ask away. <laughs> Ask away, huh? Yeah. This is something um, I'm pretty sure I got the answer to, but I'm curious. Uh, is my higher self a total weirdo? Even the aspect of other people, he come off as strange. It sounds like you said, is your higher self a total weirdo? That is correct. He said no. Oh, wow. I said I heard that immediately. Sometimes they'll uh, give the answer before you ask the question. I think they like to show off. (laughs) (laughs) What they're doing, they're reading your mind, and they transfer the information that doesn't really happen to me. It happens to people I ask questions to. So, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more shocked to hear no. Uh, I thought for sure he's at least slightly weird. But you, why do you think he's sure, weird yeah. or something? If he's anything like me, or if I'm a reflection, then absolutely, yeah. Huh. So that's from my basis, not theirs. Uh, I, I'm not talking to angels, by the way. I'm talking to human spirits. That's what I was wondering, yeah. You call them the girls, the two of them? Yeah. I, I talk to males. Um, now, it's funny. When I talk to males, I only t- talk to male angels. I don't talk to male spirits. The females are all pretty much spirits. Um I hear from Azra every once in a while, <clears throat> and sometimes I'll address her, but I hardly ever address her first. She just took comment. A lot of times it's something negative. <clears throat> I'll give you an example, okay? Yeah, lay it on me. Um, she has told me probably four or five times, I want you to take my name off the show. And I've never done it, and uh, but I think about you know, it. <laughs> and um, that name, Azura, is that's esoteric. You're not even <laughs> people have no idea. Just to give you an idea, uh, people in Illuminati, they don't even know this. Uh, excuse me, Satanists, they don't even know she exists. They're so dumb they don't even know that Satan has consorts and stuff like that. They're so dumb, they don't even know that um, the, the upper elite, they worship a pantheon. It's not just Satan. They don't even know that. They're stupid. And the Satanism they present on TV almost across the board, it's not even Satanism. It's a, um, what do they call a marijuana, like a, uh, a gateway drug? It's a gateway uh, cult. <laughs> 
to introduce it to real Satanism. They don't show real Satanism. If they do, it's like in a horror film from the 70s, usually. (laughs) It's all dumbed down, you know. And those Satanists I show you, those are the extreme ones. That's not real. They're not like this at all. Yeah. It's only for movie to act this way. Yeah, it's always a double speech. When they say that she's a goddess of a thousand names, uh, some of those names are her earthly self. It's usually it's almost always similar You know, like, for instance, Inanna. Everyone thinks Isis is a goddess, but it's not. That's just the Egyptian name for uh, Semiramis, and that's not her name either. We don't even know how to pronounce it. It's a Greek corruption. But Inanna, uh, Istarte, Istar? Yeah. That, that's all a woman, but it gets transferred over to the goddess, and uh, so it's all mixed up. But uh, you're not even supposed to know what her name is. The only reason we know what her name is because she told us back about, I think, 2010. She told Connie. Uh, that, that's what we call her, but you're not even supposed to know that name. So she doesn't really want it out there in public circulation. <laughs> so I did this show with uh, Anita, and uh, at the end I said, "Oh yeah, you said that uh, Azura, um, you know, stopped by." And, and notice it happens like one time, you know. It happened to you. Let's see if it happens. Yeah, to I, right after you did that show, like uh, within a couple of days, I knew it was her. Like that, oh, yeah. her right at the groin. That tingles or something, and that, that's where the gut feeling came from, and I knew it was her. <laughs> I can specifically yep. tell you where it was at and how I knew. Did you say there was orange involved? He was wearing the, a Roman toga thing, and it's totally orange. Dead giveaway. I, I, I think what she was doing, um, she was trying to make it obvious, and uh, I think she did that because uh, if you didn't get it, then I would interpret it for you. But you figured it out on your own. It's, I think I mentioned this. Oh, I, I, I said out loud, you know, what are you doing here? What? Uh-huh. She um, commonly likes to uh, portray herself lounging on a couch. And she likes to present herself. I mean, in our culture, it would be like a teenage girl. You know what I mean? All the... Uh, the spirits, they all look young. They don't, uh, they don't look like 22 or, I mean, they, they look under 18. Uh, Chuck has seen Emma, and she looks like she's 14. Yeah. And they all like to look young, too. Uh, it actually has to do with her, uh, because she has kind of this um, fixation on the word little, and she likes things that are little, and the reason is her... Nickname in heaven is the little one. And the reason they call her that is because she's seventh in rank. And uh, there's kind of like an inner family. And it's comprised of uh, 14 entities, seven male and seven female. And uh, there's a big drop off among the 70. Um, When you go from the seventh to the eighth, I talked about this on the show, I think when Chris was on there. But she has a handmaiden, and her handmaiden is actually, um, you know, the entity is number eight. Her name is um, Ahalisa. 
and um, she has red hair. She's well, they're all beautiful. I was gonna say she's beautiful, but they're all beautiful. Um, Lisa saw her one time. And, uh, she saved her from a, uh, a dying. So she would have got hit by a car. She pushed her out of the way. You mentioned that before. Yeah. It's that. amazing some of the stuff I've said on that show. Like, I'll mention it briefly, but I, I, I don't really focus on it. Just, uh, people, they're not ready for it. You know, they can't handle it. And uh, they need to see signs and wonders. I'll put that on the show, too. Uh, or somebody needs to be, yeah, well, if somebody gets transformed, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> I told Anita the other day. What's that? Maybe the final confirmation I would need just to be transferred yeah. or something, and I think that would still the deal. Yeah, I told Anita once somebody gets transformed, I'll be able to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm talking about people in the background, you know, because I, I told her, I said, there's all kinds of things I'm not telling you, you know. I've learned um, uh, through experience. Uh, it's just people can't handle it. Um, I'm talking about people that are actually hearing. They didn't even hear from me. They Their own angels told them. They all hear the same thing, and they can only handle it for maybe couple years, maybe three. And the first thing they start questioning usually is transformation because it's too fantastic. But they heard it in their own head. You know? Chris McCombs is one of the best examples. But Connie is too. He had three angels show up, is what she said, and told her that, um, you know, all those things that, uh, you know, the basic stuff that we were told, like transformation and this person's that and this person's that and that kind of stuff, it's all true. So now she doesn't, last I heard, she doesn't have a problem with it. <clears throat> That's the way people are in human nature. I, I've never really wavered. Yeah. I've been told so much revelation. I don't know, I don't know anybody here on this planet, that we want to call it, that has that kind of revelation. I have an excess. So I'd, I'd be ashamed to like, I don't really waver at all. I've never really wavered. If I start feeling like I need kind of a stronger sense of what's going on, I just I get in that little book actually, and uh, I think I'm going to start going to uh, these two entities that I'm in contact with right now. They're the best ones available. The females. I don't need to tell you their names. It's not really important. I know what their names are. <laughs> you, you, you might say before. I, well, um, one entity, I'll just to show you what's going on here. I, I don't even know if I've talked to her in a year and a half, and I uh, probably ever talked to her, but I know how powerful she is. And the other one, uh, the most powerful one, I don't, I don't hardly talk to her either, but I talk to her more often than that. Um, I have my favorites, and uh, my favorite is an entity called Stella, and um, she just, um, she was actually sent to me to comfort me, and I just prefer her. She's farther down in hierarchy. I don't even know how high she is. She's um, not very high at all. She's not in the 70 or anywhere near there. I just prefer her, you know. I don't ask her questions. Uh, she's starting to 
actually give me answers and stuff. Um, like she did today. I don't remember what the heck she said. I think I wrote it down, but I don't remember right now. Anyway, got something else there? I could do it all day. All right. I have different things I wonder. I'd... You can run checks on you can run checks on things that you already believe or things that you heard too. I do that kind of stuff. I just like to hear it, you know. Things I already believe. Yeah, I'm sure they get this a lot, and I don't know if they ever get tired of people asking questions or modifying the questions so I hear a different answer. So it's obviously a moderation, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not information dispensers, just uh, my amusement. I uh, don't do I the par- don't do the parlor trick questions. The parlor trick question is, can you tell me the name of my uncle? They don't uh, they don't like those questions. No, they don't. Um, no, because what you're doing, you're you're putting them to the test. Um, they they want questions from somebody that, generally speaking, they they you know you trust. You're actually trusting me that I. You're trusting the whole system here. You know, you're not questioning the system stuff like that. So. Well, I'm more on just the emotional side, treating them like computers doing web searches on instead of actually treating them like people. Uh-huh. You know, I, I sure don't ask them questions 24 seven. Uh-huh. Anyway, I, I, I just wonder, I keep on having dreams about having a telekinesis specifically. Telekinesis? Something, yes, moving stuff in your mind. Should I be reading more about that or looking into that? Or should I treat these dreams as meaning anything? I just immediately I heard you, they said you can. It wasn't yes or no. I said you can. It's up to you. Yeah. A bit of advice, two words. Like two to three times a week, um, all the time. Was that another question? Uh, that's just pretty much it. I just, I would say. Was that last thing you said a question? It's a little bit hard to hear. Was that last thing you said another question? Oh no, no. Oh okay. The stuff I was wondering about. Uh huh. Okay, let me ask this. Is the female entity I call Maria, am I imagining her or is that real? And Or is there more than one entity, I guess I should ask. said she's real. Um, okay. Then they said one. I'm not really confused. It's like I can hear her and other times I can't. And it's very mixed messages where you can't tell. Okay, I just need to let you know that a lot of people that hear, unless it's Azura, and she's probably just going to come around one time. I think she has permission to visit people one time because it's yeah. a consistent pattern. I mean, why don't you show up twice? Because I don't think she has permission. She has a permission to greet you, and she primarily does that because she wants you to like her. And uh, she's going to be around for a long time, so she's doing this long-term purposes in the future <clears throat> might as well get started you know she's going to be the queen so she's going to be merged with her earthly self and uh, that's that will actually happen before we even get to israel that's going to happen along the exodus there's a resurrection along the way and that's when you uh, become joined You, you talked about that, and honestly, when it happens, I'll understand it. 
The angel said that before this resurrection, which is in the Bible, it's in Ezekiel 37, um, you actually physically change and you gradually um, over the years and you become, you look more and more like your angel. Connie was told she was actually going to look like 16. Everybody looks older than they used to. I think that's one of the reasons why they look so young. We're just used to all this, you know what I mean? The way the people look. <clears throat> yeah, I've one, you know, they're all thin. That. They're all thin. I mean, uh, um, one time uh, Chuck and uh, Connie went to this realm. Uh, I've been there before. Uh, I think it's somebody else. Oh, Dustin's been there. And they, Connie was describing the things that Chuck had already described. He wasn't even saying anything to her. But it shows it. She, you know, she. That's just some grand deception. You can always claim that. Um, she was seeing what other people were seeing. And um, there's this big black wall, but it's curved. You have to get through it. And uh, Dustin kind of freaked out or got anxious, and he didn't. He didn't get through it. He backed away from it. So Connie didn't have a problem. She went right through it. So, but anyway, um, Emma was walking right next to them, and nobody even said anything. And uh, kind of described her, and she uh, she's thin, looks like she's about 14, 16, you know. It's a realm where she lives. She's a different entity. I don't, she doesn't really want people to know. She's not human. The others are human. I, I thought she was human for a long time. She didn't. She didn't tell me. Actually, she did tell me. But she used a dumbed down term, and I believed it for a little while. Then I rejected it, and uh, then I finally found out what she was to Chuck's angel. He told us. I, we didn't even ask. But I thought she was human. And uh, there, it's an entity that's similar to us. I'm just not going to, don't ask me what it is, and I'm not going to speak about it. I've talked about these entities on the show. So the dead giveaway is that they're currently superior to humans. But historically, they would be inferior. Their devolution is slower because the humans are the ones that are suffer the most from the curse, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Angels suffer, animals suffer, but not as much. It's um, it's focused on us, but everybody, everyone says the whole creation is groaning, so there you go, Romans 8, you know. Oh, but I was, was going to say is that um, if you're not, I'm putting Azra aside, the most likely female en- entity that you're going to run to, run into is actually your consort. You have a consort. Your angel has a consort. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is uh, the entity I call Maria, is that my consort then? Second. Uh, I got three yeses. I was trying to check them on. weren't really strong then. Kind of quiet, that's why I asked again. And that might explain why I think she's very attractive then. I'm I'm not sure about the name. 
They just said yes. I mean, the name could be wrong. What's that? I've heard Maria, I've heard Miranda, and I've heard another name, and it's all... Are you talking about the female or your angel? The female? The female entity that I keep hearing. Okay, also, there's a possibility that um, you could be hearing from the spirit of, of your future wife on the Exodus. Um, which could be, um, it could have to do with your, uh, you have an eternal consort. It has nothing to do with marriage. Everybody, there's, everybody has, is all paired up. And, um, but you don't necessarily, um, you know, find them or link up with them or marry them in this life. I don't even know what the percentage is. I don't know if it, you know, do 50% of them discover their soulmate or what, you know, in this life? I don't even know. But that's a good question to ask. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It said yes. <laughs> hmm. That's pretty good. Said, I said, are you yeah. sure about that? And they said, yep. They like to say yep because um, they can either say yes, yep, or yep. And um, actually, yep is clearer than y- yep, and yep is clearer than yes. And the, m- the most clear one of all is no. You can hear a no better than the other ones. So usually you will get a yes because um, you're asking a question because you you have suspicions. This is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you just want a confirmation. And that's why you'll get a lot of yeses. It's not like a deception, like, oh, yes, you're right about that, you're right about this, and just keep going. <laughs> that's what a demon would say. <laughs> you're right about everything. It's all true. <laughs> yeah, so that's fair. I, I have a lot of things I've always suspected, and they all, they all uh, seem to add up. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, yeah, you can hear. So... I'm not sure how good you can hear, but so we got this guy called Logan. We got a guy called Logan. He's only 20. He can hear in paragraphs, and uh, he's got some kind of problems or something. But he's got a pretty high-ranking angel, and uh, he's really getting attacked right now. But uh, he can hear really well. I forgot why I just brought him up. Anyway. Well, I'm curious. Is uh, my higher self, my angel, is he medium, low, high rank? I don't even know what it matters any answer I get anyway, but mere curiosity if you're allowed to answer. Okay, that's a really broad question. What I would do, I haven't even asked these questions. I, I, I need to ask about Stella. I think they already told me. But what you do, you divide all the angels into halves. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the first question. Is she in the upper half or lower half? And I think they told me upper half, you know, which is what I would expect. So um, okay, she, they just said uh, he's above. So that must mean uh, it relates to what I just said. So he's in the top <laughs> 50 percent. You know what I mean? Uh, Okay. Okay, I'll ask a question. 
he's not in the 70. That's it'd be extremely rare, you know, to be that high in the 70. So he's in between the 70 and the lower 50 percent. You could ask another one based on that. Let me ask you. I assume that. Okay, go ahead, I guess. There's, I'm not sure what I'd ask. Yep. Okay, if you divide the top 50% in half, they said that he's in the top. That's what they said. That's cool. So he's in the top 25% of everybody. That's pretty good. Oh, that might explain some of the difficulties I had growing up then. You know, this is not real loud in my head. It's it's real soft, you know. I mean, I'm just want you know, there's capable of error, you know. I mean, you can't freak out like two years ago. Dave told me that that was a lie. <laughs> you can't do that. It's not. This is not like a perfect science, you know. Now, some of these things I'm running checks on. Like I'll ask, is that? Uh, it's not. I don't even. They know what I'm doing, so I just. Um, I don't even have to like ask. And uh, I'll get like three S's in the, in in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like on that, you know, it's just a single answer. I didn't run a check on that. <clears throat> but typically, when I run a check on it, they don't correct it. They say, "Yeah, you heard right." You know, they just repeat it. You know, if it's more important, um, I'll let them repeat it. I mean, it's not like a pressing issue, so that's good enough. You know, mere curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not particularly important for me today or tomorrow. I expect you to be on the uh, exodus, but there's certain types of questions that you shouldn't ask about the future. Yeah. It's best just to let it play out. Um, they don't really want to answer questions like, you know, am I going to be, you know, are you going to be on the exodus? You shouldn't really ask that. It's, you know, uh, here's a way I explain it, okay? Um, you know, Moses, God appointed Moses to lead the people, and um, Moses didn't know what was going to happen on the corn as a general rule because God didn't tell him he's supposed, he's supposed to act, you know, let life unravel. You're supposed to walk by faith. You're supposed to live it out, you know what I mean? Not know, you know, what your fate is. And actually, there's questions you do not want to know the answer, you know? You do not want to know whether you're electric reprobate. That's that's number one. That's the scariest question you can ask. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell you anyway, but I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know those questions. And uh, to be per- perfectly honest with you, Azra used to tell Connie whether a person was elect or reprobate, and um, we don't ask those kind of questions anymore. And uh, they're. I actually know whether some people are going to make it or not, and I actually wish that I didn't know. Um, mostly, not very many people. Only a few. I can try to remember. Is there anybody that I know besides one person? Hmm. There's one person that Chuck's angel said don't have anything to do with this person. And he's going to fall away. And sure enough, right after the eclipse, he fell away. So, and he came back. And this is what he does. He goes back and forth, back and forth. Rubber band. 
He's probably poor. Got all kinds of He's got demons, according to his own profession. So. I was something I was going to ask is, uh, I don't know how to phrase this, so work with me here, but I, ever since I talked to you, I definitely became more and more depressed. Is it demonic attack, technology, a mix of both? Uh, now, are you saying that after you started talking, maybe you became more uh, depressed? Yes, I was depressed to start with, mind you. I, I, past you know, years and yeah, based on what I know, I can tell you quite plainly it's because you became a bigger target. And uh, this is why people will fall away because they get attacked. And right now, we're living in a unique period here. I'm talking about just these last few weeks, maybe the last couple of months. Um, pretty much everybody's getting attacked, and I'm telling people that this is like a good thing because something's about to break. And uh, there's quite a few reasons why I haven't done a show. Um, but there's all kinds of stuff going on in the background. It has to do with this country. And I have not really felt comfortable about talking on the show about it, but I, I finally... Um, made peace about some of it, you know, because it, I, um, I just don't feel comfortable talking about it because I don't like talking about prediction type stuff. And part of it is like a fear of failure. You know, why should I do this? Why should I go out and make a prediction? Actually, I'm not going to predict anything that I have expectations. You know, I said on the November 7th that I expected Trump to, to win. And I don't know anybody that believes this, except for me, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't even talk about it to uh, my Chuck. He hasn't even heard me talk about it. Um, I guess uh, Dustin is the only person, and I haven't even heard her- him affirm this himself, you know? And the only reason I talk to him is because... Um, He's heard some things uh, from his own angel. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't feel comfortable talking about it to really anybody. It just sounds crazy. But the, the angels told us that uh, Joe Biden, he's not the acting president. And uh, there's people out there talking about this two-president theory. But uh, they, said, they said Trump is not president either. They, we don't have a president right now. The Pentagon is in, actually in control, and this is a huge, massive subject. It's mind-boggling. Basically, America is in a unique historical period right now. That's as significant as 1776, Revolutionary War, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say it's bigger than probably the Civil War. Yeah. It just has to do with the fate of the nation. I mean, back then, one, one of the two sides is going to win, you know. This is different. It's very complex because, you know, America's a colony. But um, on the other hand, it's um, actually, this nation is favored above all nations by God. And there's a simple reason. It's It's because of who's here. It's the people. He's brought more elect here. There's more elect residing here than anywhere else. You know, it's a big country. Uh, but uh, the other one would be Russia. But um, that's one of the reasons we got all these black people here and stuff like that. 
they really shouldn't be here and they they just don't fit in um it's being proven every day no they're not happy they are not happy they are they are disgruntled people and god put them he gave them that uh, skin color skin um because of, of where he put them because they're going to be out under the hot sun and um that's where they belong and um I could go on and on about that subject, but but he he, he brought them here because um, some of them are going to be on the exodus, and then after the people leave, everything will be destroyed. So all the people will be destroyed. There won't be anybody left. It's going to be a technology. I've said on the show, but the angel said it's going to be a technology that um, the infrastructure will survive. And the people will actually be dematerialized. That's one of the purposes of the nanotech inside of their bodies. There's no cleanup. Imagine the, the cleanup process. Do so you think you guys are smart enough to, to figure this out? They know what's going to happen. This is why America is being systematically dismantled. And we got revelation. I think I might have mentioned it on the show. Because this is like a huge subject. I don't know about all of America. But China is supposed to take over the Pacific Rim. Well, they have aspirations to take over the whole Pacific Rim. I don't know if that's going to happen, but they're going to be in America after all this. America's the most, I was saying five years ago, the most wicked country in history of the world. You're hearing that in people rolling their eyes, you know. Look at it now. You can see it now. See? Absolutely. And one of the reasons we're so wicked is because um, we have a, uh, a larger Christian presence in Europe, because people say, well, Europe's more wicked. Christianity is like, like for instance, in France, um, only 1% of the people are like considered to be Christian. And you got to understand, a large percentage of them are Roman Catholic. So what does that tell you? They don't even practice religion over there anymore. It's something in the past. The Americans don't get it. It's a lot different over there. It's very, very secular. They've moved on from God. God's been forgotten. But anyway, um, these wicked people over here are more accountable before God because they live in more of a, uh, well, it's not a Christian culture. I was going to say semi-Christian. It's not Christian at all. It's culture. But um, Christianity is more available here. And, mm-hmm. and people are rejecting it. Over Europe, it's so bad, they're not even rejecting Christianity. It's not even offered to them. It's been forgotten. So they're not actively rejecting it. Don't even think about it. You can't reject something you don't even think about. Over here, people are exposed to it, and they reject it, and they speak against it. And uh, that's why they're going to be destroyed. And most of the uh, American Christians will reject the prophet. Uh, for years, I didn't know about this. I think I might have mentioned on the show. I'm not sure, but uh, they're going to be destroyed, um, just like rejecting Moses. I know it's hard to believe, but prophet well, is I, Moses. It, it's actually Moses. Moses is the son of God. The boot fits. What's that? Sense to me. The boot fits. It really makes sense to me. I. There are some indications. Jesus to appear in the clouds, but he didn't do it the first time. He was born and raised. Yeah. 
There are some indications that Moses is the son of God. Um, I haven't looked into this in a long time, to be truthful. I'm not sure if there's a single proof text. Uh, for other uh, incarnations, there there is proof. There's some proof. Uh, for others, there's absolutely nothing. I've run uh, multiple checks. I've been long over the years. I used to think that um, that uh, Jacob was an incarnation of Adam, and eventually we were told no, but they said Joseph was. So I go, oh, okay. There you go. Can't be both. Uh, but interestingly, both, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I might have said it on the show, but I don't remember, but Job was. And that's why he had to suffer so much. Extreme suffering, you know. Mm-hmm. But this, the, um, Adam, he has to keep coming back to suffer for his sin and actually experience things like old age and dying and, you know, it actually makes sense if you think about it. And the ultimate was he had to be crucified. That's why he was, that's why it was so extreme. It's kind of like, this is kind of like overkill, you know. We really have to suffer like that on the cross? That's because he's, he's making atonement for his own sin and everyone else. I'm not saying in that order. I wouldn't even say that. Just be safe. I'd say everyone's sin and also with them. You know? And that concept is in the Bible, you know, making atonement for your own sin. Christians were rejected because they, they're hung up on atonement. And the Bible doesn't even mention atonement in the New Testament, like I said. <clears throat> but they talk, atonement, 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 the doctrine of atonement. There's no doctrine of atonement in the Bible. There's no doctrine of inspiration, like I said. It doesn't even uh, describe inspiration. They just make it up. It's the theologians, you know. Because they're overconfident. They do this all the time. So, you know, all the stuff is in the Bible, so therefore we can, whatever is there, we can formulate a theolo- uh, theological view on it. Because we need to. Um, because you need to doesn't mean the answers are there. A lot of times the answers are not there. Over and over again. The angels told us years ago, I haven't said this on the show, but they said it's a guidebook. And when I heard that, I didn't like that at all. That sounded like a liberal. Actually, each year that goes by, it makes more more sense because um, all these things, they're just simply not in the Bible. The answers are not, there's no, there's no, you know, there's no clarification. You can start with the most important doctrine. Like I said, it's not even explained in the Bible. Document, you know, God is one. It's not explained anywhere. It was explained somewhere, but <laughs> it's not in the Bible. <laughs> Obviously, um, they had all kinds of revelation and supplementary texts and oral traditions, and uh, it's all gone. What we have is the Bible. <laughs> you can see this in Genesis 1 through 11. It's very sparse. I mean, that's one of the most important sections of scripture, it's just a brief overview. They had all these details, and the details are gone. They used to have them. And one of the reasons they, it's so sparse is because it's just kind of a 
brief overview that people already knew this stuff. And uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you look at that as all God revealed for all time about that important mm-hmm. period. Heck, no. It, it told them all kinds of details. There's all kinds of texts. Um, uh, in Second Ezra, which is an apocryphal book, and it's not in all apocryphas. Um, in the Roman Catholic Apocrypha, sometimes it's called Fourth, Fourth Ezra, and it's sometimes it's spelled E-S-D-R-A-S. They actually told us that's a legitimate text. Um, there's a central part of it, and then the first part and the latter part were added later. But it's actually a first century text. But in there, Ezra, this is, you know, Ezra and Nehemiah, He's talking about all, God tells him to take all these, um, I don't know, they're kind of like apocryphal texts, you know what I mean, and hide them or something like that. There's over, I think there's over 200 of them, you know. They all, they had all kinds of stuff. And we have a problem with that because we have this um, canon mentality. Like I said, once you get that into your mind, very difficult to recover from that your entire Christian life. It screws your head up, Amy. The canon, the canon, the canon is not the Bible anymore. It's not a concept. It's not a biblical concept. Just like, you know, is church council a biblical concept? No. Why do we act like it is? These infallible church councils that determine these things. No, I mean, they were Roman Catholic church councils, right? And what did the Protestants disagree on? Nothing. So we were sold a, a bill of goods that these are infallible church councils. Well, that concept is not in the Bible anymore. And they determined the canon, which is not in the Bible anymore. See, this is um, a manufactured religion, largely, you know. This is all we have. Oh, you're absolutely right. These infallible church councils have somehow made all these denominations happen from their own choices. Well, I can destroy the whole thing. I can neutralize it. I say, well, what do you know for certain about any of these things? Name one thing that you know for certain. I say, name one thing you know for certain before the 14th century. Nothing. Name one thing that you can prove. Okay, name one thing you can prove about church council. Was there a church council? Of course there was. It's in the history books. Okay, you can't prove that. How do you prove that this is not a forgery? They're thinking about it for the first time. And they're starting to realize, well, how would you? Well, that's why I asked you the question. You can't teach these people. All you can do is try to get them to think and realize, oh, I never thought about that before. You can't teach them. They're hard-headed, and their minds are blocked by God. So you think you're going to unblock their mind if God blocked it? Uh, not unless he pours out his grace on them. They're going to just stay right where they're at. And that's, they're supposed to stay that way until the prophet comes. And then the minority will have their minds open. Other people will have their minds t- open temporarily, like I said, like with Jesus. They'll believe for a time, and then they will fall away. And that will happen to a lot of people. But the, the most hard-headed ones of all are the American Christians. It's almost like if you're, the more ignorant you are, the better off you'll be. 
Because, see, the Bible teaches that over 50% of what we believe has to be false. If Jesus said Elijah's coming to restore everything, then over 50% of what we have, we, we, it, it cannot be true. There's no way to pull that out of the hat. So what you're looking at is religious propaganda. So it's like the less, that's why they said that um, the most conversions will occur in Africa, in relationship to America, anyone. They don't, even, they don't even know what dispensationalism is. Never heard of it. In fact, one of the interesting things to look at, I've mentioned this on the show, is that dispensational theology is primarily Amer- American phenomenon. You know, you go over to some place, um, I don't know, some other country, they don't talk about all this dispensational left-behind garbage. <clears throat> You know, if you get saved um, by a missionary in Africa or something, uh, none of these people believe in a pre-trip rapture. you got to have, like, an American missionary come along and say, well, actually, there's two different comings and blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? And then they, they'll believe what the missionary says. Oh, no, he's the authority, you know. It's garbage, man. <clears throat> it's propaganda. You have to hear the propaganda first. Well, these people never heard the propaganda. Well, the American Christians believe the propaganda. They, that, that's, their religion is, you know what their religion is? Propaganda, theological propaganda, actually from Satan. Talked about this in Second Timothy 2. Doctrines of demons that come through hypocritical liars. And it's talking about the hypocritical liars of that time. And it's talking about Christian teachers. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's a curse. What is Christian religion is a curse. But everything, pretty, almost everything is a curse. Even if it's a blessing, you know, like I said before, like food, water, air, absolutely necessary. Are those things a blessing? Absolutely. You have to have them to sustain life. But guess what? We're all cursed. Air is cursed, polluted. Tell me something that isn't under a curse. Well, if heaven is under a curse, good luck with that one. It's inferior down here. <laughs> but yeah, the angels are less screwed up. They, the angels are less screwed up than we are. The angels are screwed up because of Adam. That's weird, isn't it? You would think. That's how important Adam was. Well, Adam was kind of like, he was kind of like an angel on, on earth. An angel with dumbed down talking. An Elohim on earth, he, you know, he's very important. He's a class of one. He's the son of God, you know. But, um, you know, no, no earthly father. So he's definitely a category one. So he's kind of like in between the Elohim and men. The problem is Eve was two, but she's in the category one, literally, because she's below Adam but above everybody else. She's inferior to Adam but superior to everyone else. And they completely ignored her. Never even thought about it. These dum-dums, do you think they ever think about the concept of a daughter of God before they go into a coffin? No, because they never hear it. They only consider things that they hear. And most of what they hear is propaganda. And they, they fight back and forth. You know, Arminianism, Calvinism, they're just fighting over the propaganda. <laughs> it's so sad. You can get depressed. Oh, that's another topic of society. 
I mean, yeah. AIC is based on false information for both sides. Otherwise, there'd be no debate. Yeah, it's not like you know the 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 Christian Church is um, is not affected by clown world. These people live in clown world, and they go to church on Sunday. Watch the clown show. <clears throat> you know the pastors have institutionalized names. All you got to do is just go through a long list of things that they never, ever talk about or never, ever even thought about. And they're done. As long as these are important things, they're done. So it's really easy to do. Any more esoteric questions? Yeah, you got some. You know, kind of that kind of um, yeah, you off guard. You can do this again, you know. It'd probably be better when I'm actually at home and more prepared. But I sort of yeah. actually missed not to do anything here. So I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't felt it. Uh, I just have not. See, with me, a, a podcast, it's more like a painting. Now, when does an artist paint? Well, one of two reasons. Because he feels inspired to do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes an artist will put down his brush for six months. He just doesn't, you know. That's part of any kind of art. If you're an artist, you know you know that. You know, whether it's called a writer's block or whatever the heck. You know, you're just not feeling, you know. So, you know, you don't try to force it. You know what I mean? So, I may try to explain on the show. I'm not a content creator. A content creator is somebody that creates content. Okay, so in that sense, I'm a content creator. I make podcasts. But um, in the more narrow sense, that's what I'm talking about. A content creator is somebody like Jay Dyer. You know, you're just going to get regular podcasts every week. That's the best way to make money. You know what I mean? Um, with me, I'm actually a prophet. Um, are you going to get a prophet that shows up every Tuesday at 7:30 from God? No, see that's what we're used to. You know, Sunday morning service. Here's Dave. No, I haven't been feeling it. And what influenced me? I still kind of make my head spin. Last August, I mentioned this on the show. Uh, Dustin's angel said that uh, this is not the time for podcasting. He said that, and I'm going. What? You know what I mean? Because I'm always like, I got to, I'll just be honest with you. The reason I, do, I podcast is, is um, to pay the rent. And the reason I don't uh, podcast more is because um, God has provided for me for 29 years now. And he eventually convinced me, he did this about five years ago, that I didn't need to worry about provision. I freaked out when I got evicted out of that house. And uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but I had to go through. It was really traumatic. But apart from, he just, he, what he wanted, to, he wanted to test my friend, my best friend. My best friend, his whole life was based around the new exodus. Yeah, you told and, about this, yeah. yeah, and his wife was trying to pull me away, and every year it got worse. And uh, he caved into her. Now, why did I just bring that up? I just like looked out the window and got distracted with the weather change. Uh, oh shit! Um, oh, um, I, I took note of this like a number of times. 
I'm not sure if I ever told him, but I, I never could discern that God was testing him, had ever tested him, because God had tested me. He told me, like I said, he says, you cannot leave this place until I tell you. So he put me in this landscaping company. It started off okay, but it totally deteriorated. You told me about this. And the big story is, is that there was proof eventually. The whole company is just for me. Now, the same thing is going on right now. God put me in this place, transitional housing. I'm not even supposed to be here beyond a year. And the angels just recently revealed, I got suspicious. The only reason this place is here is for me. And guess what? I've been here seven years. There's numeral, unbelievable numerology. It's undeniable. All through my life, I could just go right through the numbers. And people can just believe whatever they want to believe. The numbers are staring around the face. So that period last seven years, uh, you know, with the landscaping stuff, and then God sent the prophet and said uh, he didn't want me to work anymore, and I went into a new era. I think the other day I was calculating that, too. But anyway, I've been here seven years now, and guess what just happened? Well, first of all, the first event has occurred in Squim, Washington. God has done something with it. I used to get disgusted because I used to go like to the Squim Gazette and do this research to see, you know, anything going on in Squim? Nothing. The only thing I ever found was that some people claimed that they were told by God to move there. Well, they did. I think it was one or two people. Oop de doo, you know what I mean? And I think probably that was God, you know. God can put you there 10 years ahead of time. It's not like everybody's going to show up at the last moment. Squim is just the epicenter, by the way. That's all it is. It's not like it's all a squint. Anyway, they, they have this unappointed mayor over there who I assume was, you know, an, an agent. And he's a conspiracy theorist, and he's made national news. And he's involved in QAnon, which I... That last podcast that I put up, I said Q in the title. I put a disclaimer on the show notes. I never investigated Q. I thought it was a complete laughing stock. It's, you know, totally fake. For stupid people like Alex Jones, entry level type, you know, I could tell right away, you know. But I didn't know that they had predicted this stuff that's come to pass. The angels told us, I eventually concluded it was an AI, but I did that because I listened to a show with Clyde Lewis and I said, this makes sense to me. So I ran a checkout and they said, yeah, it's AI, but you know, there's humans involved too, obviously. But they have made uh, predictions that have come true, and that pulls in a lot of these younger people. You know. And I, these things go through stages. So we'll have to uh, let this whole thing play out in the background. The military is supposed to be in control. All the, if you know where to go, these are um, sources that I didn't pay attention to, the sources that you're going to get this information from. Uh, pretty much right down the line, there are sources that I didn't even know existed. These are people I didn't even heard of before. So I'm, I'm just running checks on one that I just discovered a new guy. His name is Sean Stone. And he's the son of Oliver Stone, the movie director. He put out that film on JFK a long time ago, what, back in the 90s or something like that. That's a propaganda film, you know. And... uh 
I don't know what the deal is, but I don't trust that guy for nothing. And so uh, I don't trust the Sean Stone guy either. Um, but um, I have to be honest, uh, of the people that I've asked, they haven't said anybody's an agent, but they're all kind of screwy. They all made a negative comment about every one of them, but I don't think they said anybody's an agent. So <clears throat> I don't trust these people. Yeah. But it's typical that you would get truth in this manner. Some of them are former military, so they claim to have this intel, you know. Uh-huh, you know, I'm always suspicious of that. And, you know, my contacts, oh, your contacts, right, your contacts. You know. <clears throat> my contacts are telling me that you are going to have this kind of thing. Uh, people maintain relationships, you know, when they're out of the military, and they can hear things. Oh, yeah. It circulates around. So this is not a bunch of BS. But uh, the Pentagon is not answering to Joe Biden. And the lights go off. Uh, well, I, I heard they were going off every nine, every nine at nine p.m. in the White House. <laughs> there's nobody there. If there's anybody there, they've got tunnels all over the place there. So, I mean, they can come up from below. Uh, Joe Biden has never been photographed or filmed outside of the White House, like entering it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, the angels told us he's in California. That's what people are speculating. He flies around a little bit. He's not even on Air Force One. I could go right down the way. It's going to be one. You have to like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, four, thirty, thirty-four, thirty-five. It's, you ha it has to build. You can't like. The more you hear, that's like the more you get suspicious. You know. No one can prove that he's the president. It's impossible. People say, "Well, he was." It was uh, the operation. That was fake. Uh, they did say that he was in the area. Okay. He's not allowed on Air Force One. Uh, you can take that. It's just running, running down the line. It, everything is like that. He hasn't even given a State of the Nation speech. <laughs> Recently, they pulled the plug on him. He was ready for questions two different times, and they just yanked it. You know? I don't know what's going on because the angels told us that he's actually pretending to be more senile than he actually is. Um, you heard me say that he got on the tarmac, tarmac and turned to the right and waved to an empty crowd. He did that deliberately. I'm assuming for the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. If you see, if you believe that he's, um, if you're on the on the hard right, and you believe that he's everybody. Oh, they, Luminati knows this. They, we all believe he's senile. Okay. Well, they want to push that. They want to exaggerate that. They want to get you stirred up. They want to get you angry. They want to get you upset. Because they, they want to push your buttons. So they're pushing everybody's. I don't care who you are, unless you're in a cave somewhere. They're trying to push your buttons too, because this country is going to blow up. And we've been told through Logan and Dustin on different occasions, I didn't even ask the question that God's going to delay this a little bit longer. And it's obvious he's going to do it for the remnant. And the angel said recently, I don't have a lot of revelation on, on the place of refuge over there, stuff like that. Um, but they said it's going to be hands-on um, when people are gathered there. And I think that, he, that Trump's going to get back in there and, uh, and God's going to use him. He's kind of like uh, Cyrus the Great. God used him. 
uh, to bring uh, the Israelites back, restore their temple. See, God can do these things. So, you know, at first I was going, oh, these, these Trump cards are claiming, you know, God is using Donald Trump. That's <laughs> why well, I just laugh, you know. There's a, I'm saying there's an element of truth in that. But actually God uses everybody. Even a wicked ruler, he'll use him for some good. Nobody does entirely evil, not even Stalin. If you want to start, you can go look at Gaddafi, uh, that was his name was, in Libya. Yes. Uh, Chuck had to educate me about him. Um, you'd have to go to the right sources. That guy was doing more good things than just about everybody. I heard about that, and his people actually loved him and all those policies. Yeah. Unbelievable. He was doing things the way that they should get done. I'm not yeah, sure why. Not, not, I don't even understand why. I don't know why. I just heard somebody come out that just recently. That's why I brought it up. We never heard about it over here. but Of course, we had to go to war with them. I don't know if you remember that. We bombed them, anything like that. <laughs> Then they killed him. That I ran a check on that. That was real. Hold it. Yeah, that was real. But uh, Saddam Hussein, that was a fake. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still alive, but that, that the guy that they said was, you know, the body, that no, that was all fake. So he could still be alive. Saddam Hussein. Yeah, remember that every historical figure, if, you know, if they're important, they always have a, a body double. It's a standard procedure. I said the show, remember? You know, if Nero has an upset stomach, um, he's not going to go out, or if he wants to go to orgy, or if he's at the orgy, and he says, uh, I don't want to go to the Coliseum today for the people, they just throw out the double. Everybody has a double. And, you know, and then the average person, oh, you're conspiracy theories, you know. No, standard procedure, you know. That's why I get confused with um, Biden. Uh, I mean, if this is a double, they're not, what? They would make him look better. If you were running the show and you had a, a, a double of Biden, wouldn't you make him look more competent than this? He is thoroughly incompetent. Turn down one. That's why it's kind of a mystery. I think they're doing it just to spit on people's faces, just mock us for our lack of ability and knowledge. Yeah. Well, they're not trying to make him look good, um, except for when they, they shut him down. They won't let him talk very much because he can't. Um, see, if you had a double, you could roll him out there, and he could um, be competent enough to do these things. But the guy that they were rolling out, he's not competent. He's obviously not competent. So you could theorize, is he pretending to be that bad? Because I don't know, because they said that sometimes he is. I don't know. I've only asked one question about that. He's not the he's not the acting president. He didn't win the election. So the thing is, you have to win the election. Now I'm not. I'm the only person out there that's not buying into all, all these guys that are saying this is going to happen. All this stuff's going to happen. Trump's going to be back. They're all missing one important point. Uh, these guys can have any kind of agenda they want. That doesn't mean they're going to succeed. They all assume they're gonna, this is going to work, you know what I mean? How do you know that? Mm-hmm. You don't know the future. Um, the Illuminati could step in the last moment, stop it all. They could allow it for a while. I'm talking about a higher Illuminati, you know what I mean? 
There's somebody higher than all this stuff. You know what I mean? And so really, it has to, it, it has to come down to God. It's God. What is God? God? I'm telling you, everything that I know, God is involved with this. So right now, we don't have an acting president. We have this buffoon, incompetent. Amazing. But I think um, I think this was um, the plan, quote unquote, going back quite a ways, and that's why they just screw this incompetent guy, and he'll just be forgotten by history. He's not even important. And I think well, that's it's um, chaos. It doesn't matter what they do. The priority yeah. is going to shift real quick. Well, uh, there, there's you can take the false prophets and the true prophets. Because there are a few people out there that I trust now. Everybody's saying the same thing. I haven't heard anybody say, you know, I predicted programming, nothing. You know, I don't care if it's Simpsons to some kind of Christian prophet, everybody in between. Nobody predicts. Just a, these people are still saying that Trump is going to get back in. How can you explain this? They haven't, you know, like said, well, I was wrong. I repent. No, they're getting new stuff. There's this one guy on YouTube, an old guy. I haven't run a check on him, but I think that he's, I think he's, um, I think he's really from God. Really humble guy. He's not making a cent off this stuff. He actually said that. Yeah. And he's just getting these dreams like the other guy. Um, and his name then. But um, same old thing. And, and there's, there's little people too. Like this one lady, she had a dream. And she, it, got the New, it said New York Times. And it said two words, Trump. One, like what? And, but you got to understand one thing. <clears throat> Can you imagine? This is the this is the perfect scenario for American Revolution. Can you imagine what would happen to this country? How things would blow I, I up? Think, if, I think a, I'm waiting for him to become the leader of Texas and then they secede or something under Trump as a leader. So on that kind of scenario, yeah. where a bunch of states want him as a president again, and that's where the divide's going to happen. I don't expect this the White House to be involved. I think they're through with the White House, by the way. In fact, I think Trump made a cryptic uh, comment about that when he supposedly left the White House. You know, so people thought that you know he's resigning or something. He's not resigning. He he actually said, "I will never resign." Or, no, he said, "I will never compete." never concede yeah because he won it was about 80 to 20 i've heard this a number of times he won 80 percent of the votes i believe it yeah. it was a landslide until the witching hour at 3 a.m <laughs> and then they started in these swing states they started um well these wheelbarrows of um, balance start showing up Nighttime. Oh yeah. <laughs> In fact, just just today, um, just today, uh, they found all these shredded uh, ballots uh, in in a dumpster because they're about ready to run a big check. You know, I forget what they name the technical word when they check, and uh, they're doing this kind of stuff. It's a long, slow process. That's why I've gotten really frustrated and uh, waiting for all this. But um, it's basically the military is in charge. And the military, it's kind of like a card game. And they don't, the way that the military operates, they 
all militaries operate this way. They don't show you your cards, what they're that's doing, until the last moment, because that, that's the way the military works. So everybody's in the dark. Nobody knows what's going on. And uh, that's why I'm ahead of the pack, because uh, I won't even tell them. I won't tell anybody. It's just between me and Dustin. I just, um, I don't, I wake up in the morning and I go, I wish I hadn't said that. It's just, it's kind of, a, I don't need a burden on my shoulders. I just want to let it happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've got the stuff recorded. We've got revelation sessions recorded. So people will say, well, you're lying about when you actually did it. Well, fine, fine. If you think I'm a liar, it's going to come down, you know. In the future, it's going to come down to who do you trust? Who do you trust? I'm just telling you quite plainly. I said this on the show. It's amazing some of the things I said on this recent show. There's basically two people out there. It's me and uh, Emmanuel Swedenborg, who's been in contact with the quote-unquote angels. I did nothing, okay? So after I said that, I, I got, we had, had some revelation on, uh, on Swedenborg. He's kind of um, a sweetie, sweet art of the Vinci. When I was a kid, I was actually a child protege. And my stupid parents didn't recognize it. My fourth grade teacher tried to tell my mom, I will probably say this on the show, I could say it any time, I actually say child promising, because I was. I was absolutely brilliant. And if, I was just thinking today, if I had the internet back then, oh, well, I was thinking that last night when I was in the shower, oh my God, okay? Anyway, I was just immersed in books. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci was my hero. So, I mean, right there, you got a connection between Swedenborg, Leonardo da Vinci. But, um, so I asked a basic question. I, I figured he's probably in the matter, and they said yes. And I'm trying to remember the, I'm, I'm talking about Swedenborg now. And um, let me see here. What did they say? Uh, I don't remember the exact words, but basically he was set up by them. Oh, he was actually sincere. This is, this is, this is where it gets fascinating. Um, they manufactured the whole thing. I don't know. He maybe he had some awareness, you know, but he was actually um, writing down all these things sincerely. I'm trying to remember, was he actually hearing it from beans? Can't remember the answer. I've got I've got that one recorded. I have to go back and listen to it. Uh, but that five minutes. I'm going to have to get yeah. going. Okay, that one wasn't legitimate. There is nobody in history that's in communication with... Well, I haven't said who these angels are yet. Okay. Of course, only two of them are named in the Bible, right? <clears throat> so, it's pretty dumbed down. But uh, we're talking to the big boys. They approached us, and um, this has been going on for since 2010. And I'm just taking notes on everything. And there is nobody historically. It's just me. How many people can handle that? <clears throat> it's, I said the show, it's a massive amount of information. You're the, 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 the tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg, that's where you get on the show. I come on the show and actually pretend to be stupid. Okay? And the whole show is dumbed down. And, um, and then I wake up the next day, oh, my God. I don't know if I should have said that. That podcast where I talk about the elves, I actually said it on the show. I, I held that. I woke up the next day and go, I don't think so. And I held it back for two years. 
I didn't feel comfortable talking about the illness. Uh, I just wrote down today in my notes that I can, anytime, I'm, what you want to mention on the show, that uh, there's all kinds of hybrids walking around. Nobody talks about this, but they're, they're elf and uh, human hybrids. Fascinating topic. They're, we actually know who some are. And Chuck's Angel has actually shown, like, you'll go to, like, a restaurant, and the waitress, uh, like, this weird connection, and Chuck's Angel goes, she's a hybrid. That doesn't mean they're half elf, by the way. They can be a third elf or something like that, you know. But usually they look a little bit different. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, I'll let you go, okay? Yes. Uh, I can call you back at 50, 20 minutes to one. Otherwise, just catch me later. I, I well, you can call me if you want. I sleep twice a day, so it's a hit and miss. Hit hold of me. Okay. All right. I'm assembling, some, like I'm assembling some notes for It's going to be, I think it's going to be called Brave New Year. And it's just a review of the last couple of months. Should be pretty good. All right. Take care now. Peace out. Yeah, bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.